0: Locked on Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. And a quick reminder that you can go and show some support by smashing that like button down below, commenting as well, and of course, going and subscribing to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. It won't cost you anything. It's 100% free and really does go a long way for yours truly. Joining me now on the show is none other than the first ever Blackhawks player or prospect that I had on the podcast a few years ago when he was still a member of the Mississauga Steelheads. Been a little bit of a journey for him since, and now he finds himself in his first professional season with the Rockford Ice Hogs. I'm talking about none other than 2021 fourth round pick Ethan Del Mastro. Ethan, wanted to say thank you for uh, taking the time to come on the show. How's life in Rockford treating you, big dog?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been a lot of fun, like you said, uh, first pro season. So uh, getting adjusted to all those things, but uh, it's definitely been fun.
0: Good. Glad to hear. I figure we could kind of start this thing off by, before we get into your first professional season with Rockford, kind of an eventful last year for you being your final year of your junior campaign. And then also because of the COVID shutdown, there were two world juniors there uh, in a couple of months and a couple of gold medals as a result there. And uh, I wanted to ask you, going from um, kind of that that first World Junior there in August and then taking on a a larger role in in the second one and wearing uh, a letter being an alternate captain as well. How was just kind of that experience being part of two World Juniors in in four months? And then also, was there anything from that like first August World Junior that you carried over into the second one when you did take on a little bit of a larger role for the team?
1: Yeah, Uh, like you said, you know, obviously – Amazing times uh, being able to play at uh, both those tournaments. But, yeah, like the first one uh, in the summer was a little bit of a, a whirlwind, you know, being kind of the call up last minute. Um, you know, you're kind of flying out there. The team's already kind of in practice for a little bit and you're trying to kind of, you know, gel with the guys right away. And um, but But it was an awesome experience to, you know, be able to go out there and kind of. get my feet wet with it a little bit um and you know play not obviously as big of a role as the the winter one but um you know was able to kind of you know learn kind of what the tournament's like um you know become even more kind of comfortable with staff because like you said uh you know in the the christmas one uh dennis williams was our coach our head coach and he was the the d coach in the summer one so i was kind of able to you know meet him and and get a better kind of relationship with him so um but yeah i think kind of just just gaining you know a little bit of the knowledge of of what tournament's like um you know obviously being able to win it kind of knowing what the uh, winning feeling is like and kind of bringing that with the the new group and um you know it was awesome you know being there with a lot of the chicago prospects too uh you know kind of getting to to play with them for kind of a first time uh was super awesome um and then you know kind of having my family there the second time was also nice you know the summer one was a a little bit of a kind of, you know, brought on to me kind of fast and, and wasn't able to get my whole family out there. But um, the winter one was able to kind of have them all out there. And it's nice to kind of, you know, bring them along for those kind of events. And, you know, they're such a big part of kind of the the process and the journey I've been on. So it's nice to kind of, you know, have that, that moment with them.
0: You referenced uh, playing with Kevin Korczynski, Nolan Allen, also two members of that blue line for Team Canada. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to ask you next. How cool was it to kind of look around it and see those guys and, you know, just recognize you're part of the, the same uh national program and it must have been a little bit of a cool moment, right?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, play with them well, play with Allen in uh U eighteens before. So knew him a little bit from that and then uh, you know, kinda knew him knew, knew those guys from from camp. So it was kind of exciting when, you know, kinda all went to camp uh for the for the world juniors and then when we all made the team it was, it was you know an awesome awesome experience you know kind of be able to to do that with them and i think obviously the blackhawks uh you know that, that's excitement for them you know a lot of young prospects kind of being able to kind of to be displayed on world junior and make that team it i think it's just exciting for the future
0: and then I got to ask you, I wouldn't be doing my job properly as the host of a Blackhawks show if I, I didn't ask about how it was playing with Connor Bedard at those two World Juniors and seeing him kind of transition from that that first one in August where, you know, still an impact player, but then in, in the second one really just kind of taking it over. How, how was it watching him in, in that kind of development as a teammate? And also, what was it like being in, in the locker room and getting to know him a little bit before he ultimately ended up getting selected by the Blackhawks as well?
1: yeah no uh it it was awesome um you know i got to play with him at u18s a little bit so knew him a little bit from then and then obviously played the summer one with them and i think kind of each tournament you just kind of saw him taking steps um you know and then that final one like you said he kind of really popped off and Um, I think he's obviously, he's been showing pretty, pretty well in his first couple of games there in the NHL and you're kind of seeing what kind of player he is and and how good he really is. So anytime you got to kind of get to play with a guy that's like a generational talent like him, it's pretty special, you know, kind of play alongside him and, um, you know, it's kind of exciting when, when, when the whole kind of draft lottery went down and and you found out that he was most likely coming to your team it it was kind of exciting time. And, um, obviously, you know, he's a, he's a great player, but he's an even better person and a great buddy.
0: And I wanted to ask too, during the um, the Blackhawks development camp that was all off ice this year, there was one statement from, I believe it was general manager Kyle Davidson saying that Connor has already kind of shown some leadership qualities. And one thing we've gotten to know about him on the NHL scene is, is his work ethic. He seems like he lives, breathes, sleeps hockey and all that stuff, but also seems like he he's in, you know, takes care of his body, does all those things behind closed doors. Could you kind of get that vibe from him during the, uh, the development camp as well?
1: Yeah, no, I think for sure. Um, you know, going to development camp, uh, it was kind of like you said, off ice and, um, kind of a lot of different small area games, but I think the whole time he was kind of itching to get on the ice, you know, he just wanted to get out there and, and, uh, and play and, and get on the ice. He, he loves it so much. And, and, you know, I think that's what makes him so, so good is his work ethic and you know how, how hard he, he goes in the gym and on the ice and just the work he's putting in, it's kind of, you know, being displayed here. And, and I think that's what makes him such a good player is he, he always wants to get better and, and always wants to push to the next level.
0: And, and what were your kind of feelings as someone who's been in the system a couple of years and development camps in the past hadn't been strictly off of the ice. What were kind of your thoughts on, on, that being what what they went with this year, just strictly off the ice and workout stuff only.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously I've been to, to a development, uh, um, you know, camp where it was on ice. But uh, I think it was kind of nice. You know, it's obviously some people, some people didn't like it from the outside. But I think when when you're kind of a, you know, a part of the system and you're, you know, doing your summer uh, training and stuff like that. And a lot of the guys try, try to take time off and, and you know, kind of rest a little bit after the season, you know talking about, like, you know, Nolan Allen and Kevin Korchinski and Docker and, and them, they they were, you know, playing in the Memorial Cup literally like a month right. before that or, or maybe not even, maybe last time. So I think for, for players like that where, you're, you know, you're just starting to get back in the gym and, and kind of, you know, get back in the swing of things. It's kind of nice to have that time off and instead of kind of, you know, pushing your, your training a little bit past probably where it should be in that time in the the summer and trying to get so ready for a development camp when, you know, it's kind of not, not the end all goal, you know, you want to be able to be playing well in the season, not really the summer. So I think it was kind of nice and a nice change up. All
0: right. My chat with Blackhawks defenseman prospect, Ethan Del Mastro will continue here in just a moment, but first, I need to talk to you all about Sleeper. The NHL season is finally here. Are the Vegas Golden Knights going to reign supreme once again? I love the NHL, and I know all of you do out there as well, and that's why I'm here to talk to you all about Sleeper. Sleeper is my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey because with sleeper you have the chance to win a hundred times your cash on daily fantasy action and the nhl has never been more exciting than it is right now with star players like connor mcdavid kale mccarr nathan mckinnon alex ovechkin Sidney crosby and of course our baby boy connor bedard here in chicago and all you got to do is simply select more or less based on the stats provided such as goals assists points saves and more and once again sleeper offers a hundred times your cash on daily fantasy sports so start paying attention make the right picks and you could win real big and sleep entries can be made in under 30 seconds, and Sleeper is currently live in 28-plus states. Right now, you can go and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, and you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, and go and see Sleeper's terms of use for more details. And then getting back to your last season in junior, a very successful season for you. I believe you were second-team. Second all team OH I, I worded that terribly. Second team all OHL, I believe. Um, but obviously you ended up getting traded from the Mississauga Steelheads to the Sarnia Sting, and that's uh, a team that you know you had been part of for a couple of years and also were were the captain there. Um I, I was just curious as to kind of the the emotions and the and the feelings that went behind that. I knew you said Um, previously that you had a feeling that Mississauga was going to go that way. But being the team that you had been with a couple of years, I'm sure there had to be some feelings, some mixed feelings about that. Um, Just curious as to kind of how that all went down and what was your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, obviously, you know, uh, a tough kind of situation there. You know, obviously, like you said, a, a team that I kind of had been playing for the past couple of years and, you know, got drafted to, the, to Chicago from from Mississauga and, you know, had great relationships with a lot of the staff there and, and players. So obviously it was tough, but, uh, you know, coming kind of the end of World Juniors, I knew that kind of I think that Mississauga was going to be on the selling end of uh, the trade deadline. So, um, as we kind of like got back to the swing of things of getting back to Miss and stuff like that, we kind of just sat down and, and had a chat and, and you know, kind of figured out what, what teams were kind of looking to buy and, and stuff like that. And Sarnia was uh, pretty interested in kind of, I think getting um, two players from our team and, and it happened to be uh, me and Delba Blue, So it was kind of nice to, you know, go over there to a new organization with someone else that um, I knew pretty well and kind of played my whole junior career already with. So, but uh, yeah, like you said, a lot of a lot of great buddies and and staff that uh, um, you know I was great friends with. That you know it's kind of tough seeing the seeing them uh, you know leaving them and, and not being around them as much. But um, it's kind of how it happens, you know, in in the hockey industry. And I think kind of being able to experience maybe a trade in junior, kind of maybe my you know obviously not wanting to get traded, but I think you know help help out with the future if that does happen or something like that.
0: And then y'all, I mean, you also go to Sarnia and get a good opportunity there, playing big minutes. You did really well with that team. How did you enjoy that experience at the end of the year with them?
1: Yeah, you know, Sarnia was was awesome. Um, you know, the guys there were, were were unreal, and I think we had a, a pretty pretty old team. You know, a lot of a lot of O threes around my age, um, which was was uh, kind of nice. You know, you, you go into a team and it's usually a mix of old guys, young guys, but this was uh it was nice, kind of having all of us in the same age. I felt like we all really gelled uh, well and. You know, we're kind of able to, to hang out a lot. And um is a smaller town, so I felt like it was very much, you know, a tight, compact family kind of kind of feeling. And, and you know, you're around the guys so much and, and always hanging out with them. So I think we had a super tight group and, um, you know, a really good team. And it was tough to kind of, for that to come to an end, I think we really wanted to go all the way. But I think uh, overall, just a great time in Sarnia.
0: And then last season total, Ethan, you had 59 points combined in, in 52 games. And as someone who's kind of been known as a bigger body defensive defenseman all throughout your career, it felt like that was a, a really nice ascension for you. And even the year prior in Mississauga, I believe you had uh, 48 points in, in 68 games after having just seven assists your first year. Did you feel like there was anything specific you could attest that to, or was it just kind of the natural development of getting more and more comfortable with the league or, or maybe a combination of both?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, you come in as a kind of a a young guy and, um, you know, especially on kind of the defense side of things, I think you're just trying to kind of figure it out and and make sure you're not messing up on the the D side of things and making sure you're strong uh, defensively. So I think kind of having that year off uh, as well that, you know, you kind of didn't see me in a second season. So all you saw was kind of maybe just defensive side of thing in my first year. And then, um, you know, obviously having COVID, it, it's a large time to kind of develop. So I think kind of just work, really worked on my puck skills and, and being able to handle the puck. And then just kind of being, you know, confident with making plays. I think uh, that's that's a big part of part of the success is just kind of, you know, being able to be put in uh, good situations in Mississauga um and kind of allowing me to, you know, develop my offensive side of things and uh, feeling comfortable out there. And then I think kind of just it translated and, and um, you know, kind of just rolled with it since.
0: And now that takes you into your first professional season with Rockford. You got 10 AHL games under your belt. How has it been kind of uh, adapting to the professional game, the professional speed? Uh, what are kind of the things that, that you've stood out and how are you, What are the things that have stood out to you and how are you uh, enjoying the, the AHL scene thus far?
1: Yeah, no, I like I said, it's it's been fun. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of great guys in this team as as well. You know, kind of just meeting them at the start of the year, they're they're very welcome and and uh, you know very kind in helping you out and kind of figuring stuff out. Um, obviously a new city and you know living on your own for the first time, it's it's different. And um, I think they kind of did a good job of kind of helping you out whenever you needed it. But yeah, like you said, the, the hockey is obviously a little faster, a little stronger. It's kind of the cliche stuff. Uh, a lot of people say, but I mean, it is true. It. It's how it is, and um, I think that's just one thing you're kind of adapting to. Is, is you know there's no kind of younger guys out there like in junior. You know you got full grown men and stuff like that, who are uh, a little bit a little bit stronger in the corners and stuff. But uh, I think it's just kind of adapting to that and um, playing fast. You know you know it's a new coach as well. You know learning new kind of a uh, coaching style and, and and what they like. So I think it's kind of adapting to that and trying to you know become the best player you can.
0: And then through these ten games, you guys are off to a five five and zero start. Uh, I know it's been a little bit bumpy these last three games, but how do you kind of uh, assess this, this team through, through 10 games? I know it's early and I'm not trying to get to any big picture stuff here, but what are you liking, what you're seeing from the guys in the early going?
1: No. Yeah. Like I said, I think we were, you know, a lot of, a lot of really, really, uh, you know, high-end players. Um, And I think we were gelling pretty well, uh, like a a very tight team, I think for, for kind of just starting the year, I I find that we're we're all kind of hanging out and pretty tight, um, which was obviously a great sign I think of a, of a, of a team, but, um, I think we're, we're a fast team and, and, you know, when we're playing fast, that's when we're at our best. And, you know, when we're making plays, um, I think it just kind of allows us, you know, to, to do well out there and it opens up ice. And, and I think when we get away from that, it's a little bit harder to, you know, play in this league. You know, they'll they'll, they'll turn pucks over and, and get on you quick and, and make you pay for that stuff. But um, I think it's just kind of, you know, getting the reps in and, and playing more games and get more comfortable with each other and, and making sure we're staying uh, true to the system.
0: All right, this conversation will be back here in just a second. But first, I got to talk to you all about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and to level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. Plus, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, or else you'll get your money back. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com with all the parts you need at prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the into the MVP and to bring home that win. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. And one thing that I, I think the Blackhawks organization has done a really good job of these last couple of years has been giving a lot of their their prospects who are about to step onto the professional scene been giving them some preseason action I notice you've you've gotten a pretty decent amount of games in the preseason these last couple of years do you feel like that's kind of helped you uh, adapt uh, a little bit faster or kind of know what to expect when getting to rockford
1: yeah I think anytime you kind of get to play at those you know high level games and you know it's obviously uh, you know obviously huge and um you know, there's a lot of a lot of great players playing a preseasons game. It's almost yeah. like a, a full roster. So, uh, being able to kind of play against them and and you know get kind of situated with the speed and stuff like that, it kind of helps out when you when you do go down to Rockford. Um, I think just kind of you know the the, the coaching staff kind of helping you out as well. It's nice to kind of hear hear the voices of, of those guys and what they want to see it, um, while you're playing in preseason. So, I think trying to just getting accustomed to, to that speed and that the you know the size of of different uh, you know players in, in the league and stuff like that helps out.
0: And through these first 10 games, you've been playing alongside a fellow defenseman, prospect Nolan Allen, someone who you mentioned played with at the U18s and also were both members of the gold medal winning uh, winter squad for for the world juniors this past year. How has it been playing with a guy who's also going through the same thing that you are? You know, this is his first AHL experience as well. Um, do you feel like that that's helped you guys out? You feel like you guys have established some good chemistry through these first 10 together?
1: Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, uh, you know, it goes all, way, all the way back to U18s. We kind of met there, and um, ever since then, I think we've been pretty, pretty close, and um, I actually live with him in Rockford, so oh, nice. uh, I see quite a bit of him, um, you know, at <laughs> home, and then obviously a bunch of the rink, being my deep partner, but... Um, no, I think it's been awesome. You know, a guy that's kind of going through the same situation as you, kind of getting accustomed to, to, you know, the pro level. And, um, you know, he's kind of been there ever since you've been drafted, the same draft. So uh, it's kind of nice to, to bounce ideas off, uh, be able to talk to someone about it. And, um, you know, I think it's just overall been fun for us.
0: And then you mentioned earlier having a, another new head coach that's just part of taking that next step with Anders Sorensen. I've heard a lot of good things about him from many different players that I've had on the show. What have you liked about as the Rockford head coach and what are kind of the things that he's been preaching to you along with all the other members of the staff uh so far with your time there
1: yeah yeah the staff has been been unreal you know they're 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 some of the best people, you know, that I've kind of seen in the hockey industry already. And um, I think Anders is, is great. You know, he's, he's always kind of, you know, talking to me and, and giving, giving advice. And I think that's so big as, you know, you're kind of a young player is hearing from the coach and, and what they want to see and, and kind of being able to to talk to them about your game. It's so nice. And, um, I think the big thing they kind of want to want to see for me is just moving pucks quick. I think that's such a such a big thing at that, that the next level is just being able to play fast and, and get it in the forwards' hands as quick as possible. So I think that's kind of uh, you know what the D coach and 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 Knighty there and um, Anders have kind of been preaching a lot. So I think kind of just getting getting that uh, uh, down set and and working on that a lot is, has been helpful.
0: Last question I got for you, Ethan, and then I'll let you get on out of here. I noticed that you were rocking 77, both with Mississauga and Sarnia. You had 24, I think in the most recent world juniors, and now you got 38 with the Rockford ice hogs. Is there a a story behind 38 at all? Was it just a number that was given to you? Is it your number for a certain reason? And is there any chance you're going to be going back to the double sevens anytime in the near future?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was just a a number given to me. Um, But I don't mind it right now. I kind of, kind of like it, but, uh, I think 77 is always kind of gonna gonna be my number. So anytime I can kind of wear that, it'd be nice. So maybe in the future, if if I'm allowed, but uh, for now, I think 38 is pretty good
0: <laughs> for sure. You would be just the second Blackhawks defenseman ever to to wear 77. The first was Paul Coffey. So I know he didn't really necessarily make his uh, make his name known in the city of Chicago, but still, some pretty good company there. So yeah. uh, Ethan, just want to say thank you again for for joining the podcast and for taking this time. Um, I know a lot of Blackhawks fans are super excited to see you playing for the NHL club in the not-so-distant future, regardless of what jersey number you're wearing. So wishing you all the best the rest of the way in Rockford, and thanks once again, man.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. That's once again Rockford Icehawks defenseman Ethan Del Mastro. Make sure to stay all caught up with the Rockford Icehawks. Plenty of prospects who are going to be a big part of the Blackhawks' future that are getting underway this season.